What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Two days away. Um, all right, episode 68 of Big Easy Bets brought to you by Vigit. Use the promo code BIGEASYBETS for 1,000 Vig coins right off the bat. You can win real money without risking real money. Uh, Big Easy Bets is on there. We're entering into the free competitions each week, and uh, you can find some of our plays on there as well. Uh, Big Easy Bets is also brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code again, Big Easy Bets, 20% off your order and free shipping. It's a little late, though. Holiday season is not around the corner anymore. It is here two days away. You better overnight the shipping if you're going to use that promo code. Um, yeah, if you've never shaved your nuts before, you can get our promo code, use it to buy a trimmer, and start shaving your nuts as a New Year's resolution. Yeah, there you go. New Year, new you. Um Episode 68, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we saw the Saints clash with the Kansas City Chiefs. LSU's cleaning house. We'll touch on that. Uh, and Brian Harson, the beloved, my beloved, Boise State head coach is going to Auburn. And on top of that, we're going to pick every single bowl game. We've got two in play today. One already finished, um, which actually I didn't even post about. Nick cashed on the... Uh, Nevada plus two and a half, um, and App State, which we'll get into. We'll recap that. So Nick's off to a two and zero start in uh bowl season. I was on Tulane. Uh, Michael Pratt sucks. That's all there is to it on that uh end of things. Um, and I didn't get in on the App State game to be honest. Uh, I know you said you were getting in on it early last episode. Uh, to get that bowl game in, I did not. I kind of spaced there, so I will be one game one game less in uh on bowl season but i'm picking the rest of the games from here on out so but before we recap everything and do all that let's talk about the saints game uh what was your your takeaways from the saints uh three-point loss to the defending super bowl champion kansas city chiefs i mean the saints did so many things wrong yes and like things bad so it was kind of like a wishy-washy type of feeling about it because I don't know. I think if we played our best, we would have won easily. Yeah. But, um, you know, the defense, in my opinion, played really good. Uh, despite, you know, there's just some things you can't control. Like when Mahomes gets outside the pocket, there's not yeah. there's not any team or anybody that's going to really be able to consistently stop that from happening for a full game. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I felt good about it. I bet this on the Saints. Um, but... I don't know. There's just, there were some missed opportunities, but there was also a lot of uh, mistakes that we made um, yes. that hurt us. So you said you were betting on Drew Brees to come back, which was a good bet because he did. Um, but he got off to a historically slow start. I think he was 0 for 5 with one drop, but 0 for 5 still. First time in his career he's ever started 0 for 5. Um, really bad interception. I mean, everything that could have went wrong pretty much did in terms of the ball not bouncing our way well that bum fell down yeah it was it looked like you talking like, about the interception it yeah it like was drew on was, the sideline and like he th- kind of threw it up to him was it that, wasn't a really good throw but it wasn't to me it wasn't one that was like that was Jawan johnson right it was somebody i think it was Jawan johnson the they receiver. just fell down like yeah. they didn't even go up for it and that's the rookie. If it was on, if it was at all contested, because it was right there on the sideline. If it was at all contested, could have batted it down. It wouldn't have been an, a complete, a complete interception. If that makes sense. Yeah, an easy pick. Um, yeah, no, I think that was Jawan Johnson, the rookie out of Oregon, uh, wide receiver. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be. Um, I think he's going to be good for us going forward. Uh, I, it looked like Drew was hesitant on that throw. It looked like he kind of double clutched and didn't really know. If that's where he wanted to go with the ball, it was a bad ball. No, no two ways about it. He could have made a play on it to try to kind of turn into a DB and knock it down, um, but it still shouldn't have been thrown. It wasn't a good decision. And Drew's got a few of those in him where he'll throw one. You're like, what was that? Um, but after that, they settle in. We hit a 51-yard bomb to Emmanuel Sanders down to the two-yard line. We score, um, and then kind of – Kind of started moving in the right direction. And then the, the special teams play that could have completely shifted the momentum. 
when they when that punt returner started returning it, I'm like, I'm just I'm just quietly saying to myself, I'm like, knock it out, knock it out. And then he knocks it out. I jumped out of my everybody jumped out of their seat. I said, Oh my God. Like I dude, I thought he had it. He dives on it and then you can't see the ball. So I turn around and I'm yelling. I'm screaming. And then they're like pointing at the TV. I turn back around. I'm like, oh my God, I could have threw up. Like, I don't know how Anzalone didn't get that ball. It it happens, I guess. You're running full speed. You're trying to make a play. But you you got to get that. You got to get the ball there. Uh, it, that was bad. Um, could have been, what, tied up, right, going into half. Yeah, and I have to. We didn't play very at all. good on offense. At all. I mean, my takeaways from the game are I was very pleased with how the defense played, which they still hung 30 on us. So you could say, how are you pleased with that? They doubled us up in time of possession. We uh, had twice as many penalties as they did, 10 to 5. You're telling me that the Kansas City Chiefs didn't hold once or have pass interference once? Cam Jordan got ejected on something that you can't do, but still, throw the throw the flag for the hold, and maybe he doesn't have to swing at him. And it was, I mean, it's like, okay, whatever. We had two interceptions that should have been. One, Marcus Williams rolled his ankle on and dropped it. Uh, the other one, they called a ticky-tack hold on Malcolm Jenkins. What did you think about that call? Do you remember the, you know the one I'm talking about? The, Mar- yeah, the Marcus Williams I interception do. in the first half. I do remember it. He didn't grab. Yeah, he just bullshit. put his there hand so on much. There's been a lot of that in football lately, like these ticky tack. There's been so many penalties. Yeah. It's been it drives me nuts. I hate seeing it. It's like I gotta watch every play. And when you're betting on games, then you gotta hold your breath after every play and look for a flag. No, on it's, that it's on that annoying. one play, that one play where they went deep. And it looked like a busted coverage at first. And then Marcus Williams came out of nowhere and cleaned the dude out. I literally, I jumped up. I was like, damn it. Like, I, I was expecting a flag to come 100%. And when it didn't, I was like, that was an incredible play by Marcus Williams. Um, I'm extremely critical of Marcus Williams for obvious reasons. But I have to give credit where it's due. The dude has been playing lights out the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. It started with me saying he was playing good which means he's playing pretty damn good if I'm just saying he's playing good. But I have to – I got to give him credit where it's due. He's been playing really, really good, and I felt like he played a great game until, obviously, he got hurt. Um, had a pick that should have stood and then should have had another pick that he dropped. Um, he got hurt on that play. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say this. If we, if we see them again, we're going to beat them 100%. Yeah, and it's almost like I'll bet a very large amount on it. It's like we could have snuck away with it. Like it felt like we got beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like it felt like they beat us, but we still had a chance to win the game. Yeah, no, it felt like it felt like. But no, nah, yeah, I agree with you. It felt like we played our worst game and still could have won. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so I'm walking away from that as saying if when we see them in the Super Bowl, if they get there, we're not going to have the game that we had. And I have confidence that our defense is going to play just as well and probably better when we see them. So, and I think the offense is going to not have that slow start that it did. Um, I mean, just, just a very uncharacteristic slow start. I expected there to be rust. Sean Payton said that he felt like we didn't run the ball efficiently enough when we tried was his exact quote. Alvin Kamara was averaging right around five yards a carry, and we only ran Latavius Murray twice. I don't understand that. Yeah, no, I I was critical. His point was, too, though, that, and I get it. He said, if you can't pick up a third down, which we didn't the first, what, three drives? We were down 14 nothing. Yeah, quick. So, and that changes the game plan completely. So you get in a hole, and then you couldn't pick up third down in the beginning to sustain a drive. You're going three and out, then you're not going to be able to. But we got the, yeah. You're not going to be able to establish the run game, especially when you get down 14. So, but we got I get the it. Um, kickoff for the second half. Yes, and I don't think we like at that position. In that position, you're down 14 to nine, five points. So, I mean, if you go down there and you score, you're yep. gonna. It's like even from then though, we didn't, we didn't run the ball. 
Like we were still in the game even when we shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I felt like we could have leaned on a run a little bit more and tried to, you know, you have all your players out. Mike Thomas is out. Then Traquan Smith goes down. So you're yep. playing with all these inexperienced wide receivers who, quite frankly, uh, aren't getting any type of separation. So no, you yeah. can't blame Drew Brees for completing under 50% of his passes. But to me, there could have been more of an effort to uh, get the ball to Kamara. Yeah, I agree. Um, and try to get him in space a little bit more. But, I mean, I'm sure they tried and it just didn't work out. But, I don't know, I thought we, we should have ran, tried to run him more. I agree. Um, we need Michael Thomas back bad. And when Michael Thomas does come back, you're not going to be seeing, oh, where they show the aerial shot of the field of look at the great coverage that Kansas City's playing. You can't guard Michael Thomas with one person. You just can't. You're going to put two on him, and then Emmanuel Sanders is going to get open. So you're going to have a safety shadowing Mark, Michael Thomas's side. It's just it opens up so much more for the offense that those third and fives, it, he's a security blanket. That's all there is to it. So you're not going to be able to hold Drew Brees to the poor passing numbers that he had. I mean, we've got Tommy Lee Lewis out there. We've got little Jordan Humphreys. We've got um, Jawan Johnson. We've got people that you're you're saying who you've just said who three times except for Tommy Lee because you know him for the one reason the the infamous no call. So when Michael Thomas comes back, it'll open things up for Emmanuel Sanders too. Right before Drew Brees got hurt, Emmanuel Sanders was really starting to find his stride and find his fit in this offense. So I don't know. I'm walking away from that game pleased. I felt like the defense played as good as they could. They got a lot of pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes hit the dirt quite a bit. Just a couple miraculous throws you could look at as the even – I mean, a couple of those throws, you could look at it as the difference maker. We lost by three. Um, got them in a lot of third and long situations that they kept picking up. Mm-hmm. That was extremely frustrating. I don't think that that continues to happen. Um, we were daring them to run the ball, so they had success running the ball. And that's what – I keep seeing people say, no, we can't stop the run. What happened? No, we're making sure that they don't throw on us over the top. Did Tyreek Hill beat us deep? No. Mm-mm. Did Travis Kelsey demolish us? No. You make make somebody else beat you. If we wouldn't have had such a slow start on offense, we win that game. So I felt like the defense played great. I really did. And that was the main thing I said coming in. I wanted to see how the defense matched up with this high-powered offense, arguably the best offense of all time. And they played great. Stat-wise, Mahomes had a subpar game except for the touchdowns which one was a little flip to Tyreek Hill, one was a prayer to the back corner of the end zone, which you could call it a prayer. It was probably where he wanted the ball to go. It was a pretty damn impressive throw. And then another one was a little flip to Kelsey. Exactly. So he did not shred us. He did not shred our defense. Five years ago, he'd have put up 800 passing yards on us. So I was pleased. Slow start from the offense and the ball not bouncing our way. And we still we lost by three points. So... That two-minute offense, that two-minute drill that Drew Brees ran at the end of the first half with that beautiful back shoulder throw to Humphreys, dude, that was a perfect ball. Mm-hmm. Like, that was right there. It's all the, oh, we need Taysom Hill. Shut up. That right there. That's all you need to see. So I am encouraged. I, I want to see us go out and put our foot on the Minnesota Vikings' throat, lock up the division in their playoff hopes, and then just let the chips fall where they may. Tennessee plays Green Bay this week. Um, and then Green Bay pay, plays the Bears. So the Bears always play them tough. Uh, Green Bay struggles to stop the run. David Montgomery's been playing very, very well of late. And they've got to play Derrick Henry this week. So anything can happen. Uh, somebody was saying today we could wind up with the number one seed or we can wind up in the wild card potentially. I feel like the number one seed's more likely than the, the wild card. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm encouraged, though. I felt like the defense played great. We need to get healthy. Uh, we need Drew to get into a rhythm, which I think he will. I'm glad they brought him back when he did. The ball the ball he was throwing looked fine. That's what I said. If, unless he looks like he can't throw a good ball, then you can take him out. But if, he, if he's throwing a good ball and he's just making poor decisions, then and they weren't even that poor decision. It was one bad decision. If the ball looks like it's coming out fine and he can throw without pain, leave him in. Don't. Yeah, and even took a few shots too. He did. Got so, right back up. So that was encouraging to see. Um, currently, we have 
Texas Tech. Oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> Texas Tech minus three. They're up four. 20 seconds left. They just turned it over. Um, but, all right, well, let's recap. Um, actually, okay, before we recap real quick, what do you think about LSU cleaning house? Linehan well, I gone. called for it a few weeks ago. You did. Linehan gone. Ensminger gone. Bo Pelini gone. Who else? Uh, the defensive line coach. Yeah. He's getting. Is Corey Raymond going to get uh, D coordinator? See, I don't know. I, I guess like if Corey he Raymond wants to, they got to consider. Like, if that's something that he's interested in, and like, which I mean, I think you, you would think it would be something he's interested in. I'm surprised they passed up on him in a pass because he has developed, you know, so many good players that have gone into the NFL. And yeah. become superstars. I mean, yeah, I like. Corey he's been Raymond. with us for a long time. Um, I'm not quite sure how old he is, but a lot of times that has like that plays a bit into like how comfortable mm-hmm. like a head coach is into promoting you into a coordinator position. But um, no, I think that. I mean, yeah, if that's something that he's, if he aspires to be a coordinator and eventually a head coach, then uh. Yeah, I think he does deserve to at least get a look, you know. I, I like Corey Raymond. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I saw somebody saying we need to go get Lane Kiffin for uh, offensive coordinator. I said uh, Lane Kiffin's the head coach at Ole Miss. They had a pretty – I would say they exceeded expectations in my opinion. I'm pretty sure Lane Kiffin's happy where he's at. Yeah, so um, – but, yeah, at least they're making moves. People were calling for a lot of people's uh, – a lot of people uh, – the heads of a lot of different coordinators and they all got the chopping block. So, yeah, no, I'm happy to see that it's happened because I was like, I was calling for it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we weren't, we were really bad this year on third down. Yep. Uh, defensively, even though towards the end, it looked like we were playing better and we were, but we were still getting, we were still getting beat for chunk plays too much. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's a big problem there. And I think, but the biggest problem lies in that football has changed so rapidly in the past five or ten years. Yeah. No, it definitely has. It's night and day so like what these, it was. Style of play, all of when that. When Bo Pelini was a defensive coordinator for LSU when we won the national championship in 2007, football was a lot different then than it is now. And, like, you have all these old, old guys yeah. who are sticking around, and I just don't know not, that if not that's keeping the up best. With the times. Yeah, I mean, the future lies in these young type of coaches that have an understanding of where the game is and where it's going. Yeah. Um, on a side note, I could throw up. <laughs> um, we were up five. No, sorry. We were up four. Texas Tech was. And then Oklahoma, this dude, I remember this dude from last year. Remember when Oklahoma came back and covered that game? Um, is he white? Reeves. In March, yeah, white what, no, dude. What, what number is he, 30-something? No, number 12. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember we that. had Oklahoma. They were down like 20-something. You and Joseph were at the Mexican place. This was in March when I was in Kansas City. Uh-huh. Oh, I do remember like, this. They were down like 20, and they came back, and this dude hit a buzzer beater. Yeah. Yeah, well, he just hit a three. They're down one now. We've got Mac McClung at the free throw line, one and one. He just hit two. One and one. Here we go. Got it. Okay, we're up to one more. We're looking for a push at this point, uh, or overtime. I'd take overtime. Um, but yeah, side note. Um, yeah. And Brian Harson, Boise state blue Broncos head coach going to Auburn. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, not good for Boise. I like Brian Harson a lot. Um, but Auburn's kind of a black abyss. It's this pit of despair. So I wouldn't want to touch Bo Nix. You're leaving Hank Bachmeyer, a Lamborghini for Bo Nix, like a broken down F one fifty pickup truck from 1990. Um, <laughs> so good luck. But no, I think it's it's a good move for Auburn. I mean, no, I like Brian. Harsin if you really a lot. look at it, um, I'm interested to see who Boise goes and gets though. Like in the past twenty years, you know, obviously Alabama's been the best football team in the country and the best football team in the SEC. But then, like you look at the rest of the SEC and it's LSU, mm-hmm. and then Auburn's right there. You know, yeah, they yeah. got they Auburn had a a year in 2004 where they went undefeated. 12 and 0 in the SEC and they didn't play for the national championship. I know that's weird. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I mean That's why the playoff was And uh, then they won a national championship um with Cam Newton. Yep. 
and then they lost one with Nick Marshall. And then so you know they've been they've been at the top a few times and then Gus Malzahn, I just think I I think it's a right decision to fire him just because where the program's at, it's just and like there's not much hope there with, with him. So I mean I think it's a good decision to get rid of him and bring in somebody else. Yeah, I'd say so. Um okay, back to this game I bet on. Uh up three. Mac McClung is an idiot and fouls him at half court as he's dribbling up. Um so now they're going to line for two. Silver lining would be if he misses this second free throw because he made the first one. Oklahoma is now down two. Miss this free throw, get the rebound, get fouled, and now we can cover as opposed to push. Uh, make it. Got to go hit two free throws. Oh, he intentionally missed, and they just got the rebound and got fouled. I could throw up. Now we're playing for OT. Oh, my God. Okay, well, let's re- let's recap this past week. <laughs> oh, my God. I College basketball has been punching me right in the mouth. Um, which Big Easy Bets is on TikTok for all of our or a play of the day in college basketball, which is off to a great start. Uh, go follow Big Easy Bets on TikTok. So we both had Marshall minus five and a half. Um, quarterback for Marshall, drawing a blank on his name for some reason. Grant Wells. Yes, we um threw five picks against uh Rice and did not look much better um this past week. So no, he you thought Drew Brees got off to a bad start. I think this guy was 0 for 12 in his first 12 passes. Really? He didn't complete yeah, he a pa- no, he didn't right. complete right. a pass until halfway through the third quarter. Yeah. I know. I remember that they were cheering so loudly when he completed his first pass. Like you asked me how this game Mar- Mar- look, don't get me wrong. Marshall was out coached in this one. Um I mean how how many times does a guy oh. have to throw an incompletion for you to realize that running the ball is it's good. It's what should fucking is what you should do, dude. God, I've been getting so unlucky in college basketball. He misses the first free throw, intentionally misses the second one. It hits the back of the rim, then the front of the rim goes straight up in the air. They tip it straight up. There's two seconds left. So at this point, there's one second left. Oklahoma gets a wide open putback, and he he throws it off the backboard, like just lay it up, he, wide open, and misses it. So Texas Tech wins by two. They were three-point favorites. They were up eight with, like, three minutes to go. Dude. <laughs> okay. I got I to gotta turn this off. Um, yeah, anyways, it's like this game didn't go fuck. that much different than I thought it would other than the fact that um, Marshall wasn't able to move the football. And they, they didn't lean on the run enough. You know, you look at it, they ran it only 27 times, and they were averaging – 4.8 yards per carry. No, yeah, this game was extremely frustrating. So, I mean, that's not... Like, if you're averaging almost 5 yards a carry, you should run it over 30 times. Yeah. No, and it was, it was UAB that said, we're going to run it from the jump. Mm-hmm. And that's why they ended up winning the football game. I mean, let's be honest. UAB's quarterback's not very good. If you watched them, you saw them throw up and complete like f- five or six prayers. Yeah. You know? And a couple of those resulted in in touchdowns. So I don't know. To me, it was a little bit of bad luck here. Um, UAB threw some balls up that really like helped them be able to yeah win this game. But I mean, Marshall didn't do well on offense, so that is what it is. But I don't think that their defense played all that bad. Yeah. So we were both on Marshall minus five and a half. Both lost there. Uh, we were on opposite ends of the fence with USC and Oregon. Um, you hit with Oregon plus three. Um, I did not with USC, and then I was on the over fifty-seven and a half, which I think missed by not that much. Uh, two points. Two points. Couldn't they couldn't give me that one? Um, so lost that one there. Um, I had Ohio State minus twenty and a half. I am so far off the Justin Fields train; it's not even funny. He's only played two good defenses all year and has looked not good against either one. Um, he was without his best receiver. I get it. But he's looked not good against the two defenses that are worth a damn that he's played all year. And when I say not good, he's thrown at least five interceptions between the two games. Uh, so they don't cover the minus 20 and a half. Honestly, I thought this was going to be a statement game for them. It was not. Um, Texas A&M minus 14. They handled business against uh, Tennessee. I think they won 31-13 around that number. Um, 
could make an argument that Texas A&M deserves to be in the playoff, but they did not get in. Um, but nonetheless, they covered the yeah, spread for us. Initially, I was like, all right, Notre Dame doesn't deserve to be in, in, in there, and we'll get to, to that game. But it's like the more that I think about it, do we – honestly think Texas A&M has a chance to beat Alabama even no. though they've played them before and I think they would play them closer the than game they did, was close no. at first but 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 who do you think wins Notre Dame and A&M I think that's a good game yeah I think Notre Dame uh, is weak and we'll talk about it because I mean they got exposed against Clemson the second time but yeah um no it's like would you rather watch A&M play Alabama again or would you rather see Notre Dame play Alabama? I don't think Notre Dame has a chance of winning, but it's like we've already seen A&M and Alabama play. Mm-hmm. I think if there was someone else in the first in the first spot, then it might be interesting to see A&M play to somebody that they haven't lost to already. Yeah. So you were on Buffalo minus 13 and a half. That did not go uh, your way. We were both on Oklahoma minus five. Um Oklahoma was off to an incredible start. I think it was 24-7, to and then they completely took their foot off the gas and let Iowa State back into the game, which I can't, I can't stand when coaches do that because you're playing aggressive. You're playing your normal style. Oklahoma's always aggressive, and it's working. You're up 24-7. to Why are you going to switch it up? Which they have a great running back. Don't get me wrong. But they completely went away from what they were doing and let them right back into the game. But luckily... Um, Iowa State had a chance to go down and win the game, but Brock Purdy got pressured, threw up a prayer, and it got intercepted by Oklahoma, so they hung on to cover the five. Um, So that was nice. You had Air Force minus two and a half. That did not go your way also. Um, Low-scoring game? Ten to seven. Ten to seven. Army didn't score uh, one touchdown until one minute left in this game, Mm. and it was like an eight-play or 10 or 11 play drive. It was something. It was fourth and goal, oh. two, at the one, and Army snuck it in there like by the tip of the teeth. <laughs> so that didn't go your way. Um, you had San Jose State against my Boise State Blue Broncos. It was a good pick. Boise, I don't know. Brian Hartson must have knew he was on his way out. Probably told him to. Um, just not the Boise that I'm used to. Nick Starkle, 453 yards and three touchdowns. Goodness gracious. Representing. Um, So, plus six and a half, San Jose State covers. Um, Florida, plus 17 and a half. This was disrespectful to Florida, in my opinion. Bama's damn good, but Florida's offenses, they have weapons on weapons on weapons. Um, I don't remember what they lost by. What was the final? It was under 10. Yeah, seven. They lost by seven. I think so. Um, just very undisciplined. Yeah, Florida, like, we, we were kind of lucky. It was six points. They lost by six, but we were kind of lucky that um, – because they did – they did made so many mistakes, like, stupid. They were – they're a bunch of idiots. Well, they got the they got the interception, and then dude gets smoked, fumbles it, and then they score a touchdown, if not the next play, two plays later. So – Alabama got lucky. Well, Florida in a was sense, getting a penalty, like penalized for stupid stuff. They were just behaving like a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Um, but they covered the spread. I had a side bet on um like I didn't give it out on the podcast, but I bet the team total over twenty eight and a half. They hit that easily. Um I texted Nick about taking the overall the the full game over. I think it was at seventy four, and I was hesitant. Don't know why I was hesitant because I think they put up what ninety points combined. Uh, should have yeah. should have bet the over. Should have bet the over in LSU game. Yeah, over a hundred and I know. My goodness. Um, but yeah, so Florida plus seventeen and a half covered for both of us. You had Appalachian State. Um, today minus twenty or no last night minus twenty. Right. Yep. First bowl game of the year. Um, they won by at least thirty. Um, twenty eight. Okay. There but you go. At least twenty. They ran. Get get this. <laughs> they ran it. 39 times for 500 yards. Jesus. Yeah, no, I watched the running back going nuts. He set a record. Yeah, he had 300 himself. Yeah, he set a record. I think the backup had 200. It was his final game, I think, too. So props to him. They covered the 20 for you. Um, And then, yeah, so we had Notre Dame plus 10.5 against Clemson. So when we talked about it last week, I felt like, I don't know if I said it. Maybe I didn't say it. 
maybe I thought it in my head. I don't know. I might've said it. I I didn't go back and listen uh, to that particular point. Um, But I felt like Clemson was going to do this. I did. Did we talk about it? I mean, a little bit. You were kind of hinting that. I was leaning Clemson, but I was looking for a reason to take Notre Dame just because I like Notre Dame this year. But I think what I asked you was, do you feel like they were going to stop ETN again? You know what I mean? I didn't. I felt like he was too good for them to bottle him up like they did, because they sold out the first time they played Clemson. I felt like they sold out on stopping ETN and making the freshman quarterback beat him, whereas they couldn't do that so much this game. And ETN, I do you have his exact stats? I mean, he only ran it ten times for hundred twenty <laughs> yards, but to well, me, it wasn't pretty, that wasn't the big difference here. That's a good. That's twelve yards of carry, though. To me, the bit the biggest thing I was con concerned about going into this thing it was whether or not Notre Dame was going to be able to stop Clemson again and I bet I was betting that they weren't I, I thought Clemson's defense wasn't as good as it usually is this year you mean if Clint you said Notre Dame was going to be able to stop Clemson again yeah mean, if Clemson mean, was going to be able to stop Notre gotcha. Dame I mean you look at the last game both of these teams were able to score a lot of points they did not look sharp book did not look good but the biggest thing here is that Notre I mean it was 10 and a half points there was 34 points scored for Clemson. I think in the last game, there was 37 for Notre Dame. So, I mean, you look at it, I mean, it was the difference here wasn't that the offense for Clemson was rolling. It was that the offense for Notre Dame was um, not effective at all. And, I mean, you look at there was one other game this year, I remember, and because we, we bet on Notre Dame against Louisville, mm-hmm. and they weren't able to run the ball well, and they only won that game 12-7. to Yeah. So, I mean – that was the biggest question I had, and I even said it. I was like, I wonder if Venables is going to be able to scheme to stop Notre Dame, and I, I thought that he wouldn't be able to, but he was, and they locked him up. If you can stop Notre Dame from running the football, then they're screwed. They yeah. they're, they're, they don't have the playmakers at wide receiver to create separation. They have some good tight ends, but that they get open off of play-action passes. So mm-hmm. no, um, just, if you're uh, not able to run it, you're screwed. I was extremely frustrated. I, I, I think I tweeted out saying that they don't deserve to get in. And I, I mean, I don't know. I get it. You gotta, you gotta put them in, but that was such a, that's what we said. Well, like, Clemson let off the gas here. They did. They could have beat them by as many they points as they They could have smashed the smithereens out of them. It's a, it would have been. And it's like, you get beat by 40. That's what I said. If you could beat by 30, like you think they get in? No, no, I not even that thinking, they shouldn't get in. Yeah, and I was not thinking that um I was not thinking that they were gonna get beat by thirty. I really wasn't. Um, but the the key thing here is that Clemson is better than I thought they were. Yeah, no, I mean they did. They looked very sharp. Um so plus ten and a half, we didn't get it there, obviously. Um that brought me to three and five on the weekend, and that brought Nick to five and four on the weekend. So our records, um, I am back 558-58-1. Nick is at 49-35-1, right? Yeah. And then collectively for college football, we are 81-71-2. So we are in the green. We're where we need to be. Um, more because of Nick than me, but it's a group effort over here. So, um, all right, let's break down some of these bowl games. Obviously, we have two in play right now. Uh, put the picks out on Twitter and Facebook. Um, tonight we had, I took BYU minus the six and a half. And we already talked about Tulane and Nevada, which I'm going to tweet that out right now. Um, but I got BYU minus six and a half. You have the over 74? 76 and a half. 76 and a half. Uh, there's currently 52 points scored with, yeah, you you. You're looking pretty good. 52-point score with Yeah, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, so, all right, first bowl tomorrow, R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl, which we were told we could get tickets from by Joseph when he was on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I remember. We just reached out to Joseph, and um, nope, can't get the tickets. Come in here, you're offering free tickets to the podcast, and then right. whenever it's, uh, it's time to – fork over the tickets they just they're nowhere to be found so uh it spirits spirits dipped a little bit in the studio whenever we found that out we'll leave it there um and i think joe's like 
Joseph was so worried about betting against me, and I think he ended up betting on Alabama, which was against me. And then the one he did change was was Notre Dame. Did he? Yeah. So he decided to keep Alabama at 17.5-point favorites and then jump on, instead of betting on Clemson, that he would jump on Notre Dame. Yeah. Well. Let's see. You should have switched both of them. It would have been a draw. Take it up with Joseph. When you start doing those pe- – when you start just messing with some of them, you get, you get caught. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, R&L Carriers Bowl, uh, New Orleans Bowl. You got Louisiana Tech versus Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Which side are you leaning? Um, I'm on the under here. On the under? Yeah. What is it at? 48-and-a-half. 48-and-a-half. Interesting. Georgia Southern, they run the ball. They do. Um, Louisiana Tech is decent on offense, but they're not really that good. Um, I think Georgia Southern's going to control the clock, and I, I think their defense is good enough to keep Tech from scoring a lot of points. Yeah, I'm leaning Georgia Southern with the points. I like the under. I think that if Tech figures out a way to win, it's like because the ball bounces their way, maybe a few turnovers or something like that, but – I don't see there being a whole lot of points in this one. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take the over as well. I'm on under. I mean, that's what I meant. I'll take the under as well. And see, I'm, I don't know. I want to take Georgia Southern with the points, but I don't think I will. I'll take the under with you. Um, I'll stay away from the points. I just I don't feel great about it. Not good enough to put my name on it. So I'll take the under as well. Um, all right. Montgomery Bowl. Memphis versus FAU, FAU plus eight and a half. I'm already under. Are you really? Yeah, under 50 and a half. And the reason is, is FAU is bad on offense, but good on defense. Bad on offense, but good on defense. Yep. I don't love this bowl at all. I'm not going to lie. Well, these spreads are kind of janky here. Yeah, they are. That's why I went to the over-under. It's like. All right, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I would too. Oh, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was your pick, so. But Memphis, obviously, they've been known for a team that can score points. But I mean, there's been, there's been a few games this year where Memphis doesn't find a way to score. You but know, they still got the quarterback named Brady. So they beat Navy ten to seven. Yeah, I mean, they usually they scored point points in a lot of the other games they've played in. But FAU does have a good defense. Um they're not really bad at anything. Memphis obviously likes to throw the ball, and they are. FAU is better in pass defense. So, I mean, I feel pretty good about about the under. I don't know how many points FAU is going to be able to score either in this one. Yeah. All right, New Mexico Bowl, Hawaii versus Houston. Houston, 11-point favorites. Yeah, betting on Houston. Me too. I was going to say, are you on the under again? No, I wish. Um, I like Houston's running back a lot. Yeah. Um. I mean, you got one of the most iconic coaches with Houston. Um, dude, I'm drawing a blank on everybody's damn name. It's a dude that's um, – where's the visor? Going bald. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Dude, why am I drawing a blank on everybody's name? All right, go ahead. Give me a second. It'll come to me. So why are you taking Houston? See. Oh, yeah, Houston's just on a whole other level. They play in American and not – I know you're going to be like Tulane plays in American and um, Nevada plays in the Mountain West. Well, Dana Holgerson. Nevada did find, I mean, somehow Hawaii found a way to beat Nevada, which is kind of a little bit. Um, it was in Hawaii. That's why they won. I think that's all. I think if this, if it was played at a neutral game, Nevada would be, beat them pretty good. So um, the Houston just is a more physical football team. And uh, their defense does play. Hawaii's offense is good, but it's a team that does that will struggle against a good defense. And I think that Houston's defense, although it does surrender a decent amount of yards, it does play better against somewhat like lesser talent. So um, I do feel comfortable about Houston being able to do whatever they want against Hawaii. So is Kyle Porter healthy? I know he was banged up a little bit throughout the year. Um, I like him a lot. 
at running back and Houston. I mean, uh, Hawaii gives up a ton of yards on the ground, 230 yards a game. Yeah. Allowed. Um, and Houston's quarterback isn't terrible. Um, he started, he played BYU really good. Yeah. Clayton tune, but then he struggled in some of the other games. I mean, I think, you know, obviously the key for Houston here is to lean on the run and, and they should be able to win this game with ease. Yeah, I agree. I'm on Houston. Um, so, all right, the Camellia Bowl. Oh, God. Marshall versus Buffalo. Buffalo, four-and-a-half-point favorites. You've got uh, – I mean, I don't want to touch this game with a 10-foot pole, dude. <laughs> Buffalo's coming off of a loss to Ball State, um, in which they were favored by two touchdowns, basically. You were on Buffalo last week. Uh, they lost 38-28. to And then, obviously, we were on Marshall last week. They lost 22-13 to to UAB. So – which side are you leaning in this one? Um, last week I was surprised by how much success Ball State had running it against Buffalo. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Look, the quarterback for Drew Plitt for Ball State was the reason that um, Buffalo – I mean, Ball State beat Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But there was also some turnovers for Buffalo in that one. But I, I still believe in Marshall's defense. Uh, I saying- think that it, you got to be an – an idiot if you don't try to run the ball here against Buffalo. Um, and I think that if they do try to run a ball, that they will establish the running game early and they'll set up their young freshman quarterback, Grant Wells, for success. So Jared Patterson is playing. Yeah, he's playing. But, I mean, he did get injured. But even before he got injured, they were – Ball State's defense came alive, mm-hmm. like, after halftime. And, and – Really, um, started stopping the run. Like B- Buffalo didn't have much success running the football against against Ball State. So yeah. Marshall's run defense is better than Ball State's, way better in my opinion. So no, yeah, definitely they only give up eighty eight yards. The key here is that Marshall has to say we're gonna if they are playing the game to win it, they have to try to establish the run off the bat. It's run it on first and second down, throw it on third down yeah. every time until Grant Wells is in some type of a real rhythm. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get him – you have to get ahead of the change for him right now because he, he's a struggling quarterback. But, um, no, I do I still do trust Marshall's defense. I think that if they can – if Marshall can run the ball, then they'll have a good chance at winning. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, this could be a good spot for if they can – like you said, run the ball, help Wells out, let him get comfortable, and then give him something to build on going into next year. He's a freshman. Give him something to build on. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, March, the difference in this game is Marshall's defense. So only allowing 89 yards on the ground, whereas Buffalo is allowing 161. Um, feed your running back. Get ahead of the chains, like Nick said. Give, uh, give Wells – take some of the pressure off of his shoulders, uh, and hopefully he completes a pass before the third quarter. I um, mean, after he's – like he had a horrendous start, but after that – He kind of settled in. He's He did, and it just wasn't enough because it was Marshall's defense that kind of fell apart. Yeah. There was some like – like I said before, this dude Tyler Johnston, the quarterback for UAB, mm-hmm. isn't as good as Grant Wells. But he just he threw they UAB has this wide receiver that that's what moss the shit out of Marshall, <laughs> and I don't think, um, yeah, ball Buffalo has anybody like that. I mean, they have some good receivers as far as speeds concerned, but as far as uh going up and getting contested throws, it uh, they don't have anybody really like that. Yeah. All right. Um. So we're both on Marshall there, plus four and a half. Um. All right, first Saturday bowl game. Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. The Raging Cajuns of Lafayette taking on the UTSA Roadrunners. Uh, UL is 14-point favorites currently. Um, <sighs> oh, man. Um, I'll let you go first. I'm not touching the spread. No, I'm going under fifty-seven and a half. Under fifty-seven and a half. Yeah. 
And the reason is is because UL's defense is pretty good, especially um, against the pass. Yeah, no. I, okay. UTSA I'm, has held some high-powered offenses to under under those type of teams' average points. Um, I think both these teams' strength is running the ball. So, I mean, you put all that together, uh, it should be a lot of running and hopefully a, um, picking up a few first downs and punting. So, yeah, I'm going with the under. 57 I'm going to take half. the under, too, because I, I told myself I'll never bet UL again, and I had a real – well, it's they're such they're they're better. They play to their competition. It's a terrible thing. Yeah, because they you look go look at anybody they play. They've blown out I think one team, but they're they're really Coach O put them in at um shit I think number ten in his last coaches poll. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> he did. Oh man, which um, I agree with him. I mean, dude, stop Iowa that. State. They had Iowa State at six. Yeah, before. And UL beat Iowa State. UL's only losses to Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. who would beat a lot of these teams. That any will beat a lot of these teams. Yeah, not any in the top four or Georgia or Florida, but um, any other team. I'd put a, I'd bet on Co- Coastal Carolina. Not A and M. I they beat A and M. A and M sucks. What? Yeah, they they'd have a chance to beat A and M. You look at how A and M. I think if A and M would have, if they were a top four team, they would have blown more teams out. They yeah. didn't do it. They didn't give themselves enough style. Like, you know, they, they play the Van- Auburn Vanderbilt, was a close game. Vanderbilt, um, LSU was kind of close. If LSU had any type of offense, yeah. they would have won that game. Mm-hmm. They held A and M to only twenty one points. So, I don't know. I do. I do think Coastal Carolina would beat a lot of these teams. I think they're such a hard team to stop. Yeah. Okay, we got the Lending Tree Bowl, Western Kentucky versus Georgia State. Georgia State minus three and a half point favorites. Um, I'm gonna take Georgia State here. I, I hope their DBs is their DB coach. He got COVID. I don't know. I think he's immune now. Okay, good, good. Um, I'm gonna go with Georgia State. I don't love this game either. Um, they just beat Georgia Southern. I mean. I don't like this game at all. What are you on? You on the under? No. I don't think that Western Kentucky throws the ball well enough. As a matter of fact, they don't do anything well enough on offense. No, yeah, they only average Um, 18 points a game to Georgia State's 32. Georgia State has really turned things around since losing at Coastal Carolina 51 and nothing. So, um, to me, I'm wondering why this game's only three and a half points Mm -hmm. favorite for Georgia State. I'm wondering why Western Kentucky's playing in a bowl game. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be shocked if I'm wrong, but it, th- it kind of seems like a trap because I'm like, it's like I'm a mouse and I see cheese, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so you're on Georgia State as well, obviously? Yeah. Okay. Definitely like it. You love this pick? I do. Okay. Um, all right. The FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. I'm excited about this one. Uh, you've got Liberty, 9-1, and one, taking on the number 12-ranked Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, 11-0. and 0. Coastal Carolina is seven-point favorites. Uh, this is the last game of the day on Saturday, 6.30 p.m. I mean, you really think I'm going to go with fucking Liberty? Um, speaking of which, I've been making a, a uh, conscious effort of cutting back on um, – <laughs> Uh, F-bombs. That was my first one. So, it's the only one you'll hear today. Um, I'm going to take Coastal Carolina, minus seven. It's Coastal. You ride with Coastal. Didn't Liberty's best player get hurt, their quarterback and leading rusher? He's uh, out, right? I don't think so. He Ooh. got sick with COVID. Is that what it was? He was out for one game? Yeah. Mm. Still taking Coastal, but um, Yeah. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the shot to clears. Can't can't not do it. Last game. Um where are they playing? Are they on the blue turf? Probably I'm sure it's neutral site, but if it yeah, they're at Camping World Stadium. Damn. Um actually Appalachian State played on the teal turf. I, they did, that's right. Yeah. And that's when I knew I was gonna win once I saw that. Yeah, well, Tulane just played on the blue turf. I know. Yeah. So did you knew you were gonna win when you saw that? 
I had a good feeling. <laughs> All right, well, but I was on Nevada. Well, who, I know, I know. Well, who uh, who are you on in this one, dude? This one's so hard to pick. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna really close the year out going against the Chanticleers. It's that it's the point spread. I think that they'll probably win, but it's like Troy had success against Carolina, Coastal Carolina, but it wasn't running the football. It's like this is Coastal Carolina. I don't know. It's such a hard game to pick. Yeah. Because it's seven points. I feel like it should be like four points. Yeah, I was going to say three and a half, four. So, I don't know. I think that Liberty may be able to keep it close. So, you're going Liberty? Yeah, we're going to Liberty. Are you really? Okay. I think that Liber- this is what Liberty's going to try to do. They're going to try to out Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. So, they're going to do some... It's going to be a battle of field position and time of possession, which Coastal Carolina usually will dominate the time of possession against anybody that they play. But I think Liberty's going to try to flip the script on them and, and try to do it. So, I mean, maybe you look at the under here. I'm not sure. Both these teams can score, though, so that could be a little bit risky. Yeah. But if they're taking long time to score, like I, I'm expecting that will happen, then it could be worth looking at. Yeah. All right, uh, always one of the mo- the more uh, entertaining bowls of the year, the Cheez-It Bowl. Number 21, Oklahoma State versus number 8, Miami. Miami is uh, two po- – oh, no, I'm sorry, number 18, Miami. Um, Oklahoma State's two-point favorites in this one. Uh, which side are you leaning? Um, Miami. Me too. I but think. Miami did lose both those good defensive ends. Yeah, which to is – opt-outs. Is a problem. Um. I just, I don't know. I don't like Oklahoma State. I, I like Miami's defense, even without the defensive ends. They still got a really good defense. They got a better run game. Chuba Hubbard's out, right? Um, I haven't seen him play in a while. No, I'm pretty sure he he opted out for yeah. the remainder of the year. Um, I like Miami's run game. Derek King's still, he hadn't looked like it a lot this year, but he's still probably the most dynamic player on the field. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take Miami getting points plus two camp and world stadium as well in Orlando, basically a home game for them. I'll take them. Yeah. Um, and then the last one that we're picking the Valero Alamo bowl, number 20, Texas, 10 point favorites over Colorado. Which side are you leaning in this one? 10 point favorites. Um, Sam Ellinger's final game. In is the, it though? in the burnt orange? Oh, you think? Oh, that's right. He can come back. Anybody can come back. That's, that's right. right. To me, if you're not gonna like, if you're not a <laughs> pro prospect, then why would you not come back if you could? Yeah, he's not gonna be anything in the NFL. He'll be not the way he is now. No. Um, but still, potentially his final game in the burnt orange. Um, I'm gonna roll with Texas. I got to take Ellinger. They're gonna. I mean, I think he's. Yeah, Texas had a big opt out though too. Their best defensive player opt out. I yeah. can't say his name, but it's a linebacker. Um, um, yeah, don't know. But I think he wore number zero. You really gonna take Colorado? Hell no, dude. I'm around with the Longhorns. <laughs> All right. So yeah, both on Texas minus ten. I don't love these bowl games. I'm not gonna lie, even for a second. Um, but we said we'd pick everyone, so we will. So we'll recap real quick. What was the over-under in the uh, New Orleans Bowl? 48-and-a-half. 48-and-a-half. And And then what was the over-under in the Montgomery Bowl again? 50-and-a-half. 50-and-a-half. Okay. To recap, I have in the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl, I'm taking the under 48-and-a-half between LA Tech and Georgia Southern. In the Montgomery Bowl, we're taking the under 50-and-a-half in Memphis versus FAU. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl, we're going to roll with Houston, minus 11. The Camellia Bowl, we're taking Marshall, plus 4.5. The Serve Pro First Responders Bowl, we're going under 57.5 between Louisiana Lafayette and the UTSA Roadrunners. Uh, the Lending Tree Bowl, we're going to take Georgia State, minus 3.5. The FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl, Coastal Carolina, minus 7. The Cheez-It Bowl, Miami, plus 2. And the Valero Alamo Bowl, Texas minus 10. It's the Alamo Bowl. Remember the Alamo. The Alamo's in Texas. Take Texas. Yeah. Go ahead and recap yours real quick. I'm going with 
Louisiana Tech versus Georgia Southern under 48 and a half. Memphis versus FAU under 50 and a half. I'm going with Houston minus 11. I'm going with Marshall plus four and a half. I'm going with UL Lafayette at uh, versus UTSA under 57 and a half. Georgia State minus three and a half. Um, and then I'm going to go with Liberty plus seven. <laughs> <laughs> Miami plus two and Texas minus ten. Okay, there you go. That's the uh, college football picks for this week. Uh, bowl season is upon us. Nick's off to a 2-0 start. All right, NFL. Um, no Thursday game this week, but we've got the Christmas Day game. Uh, I guess, screw it, before we get to that, we will recap real quick. Chargers plus 3.5. We both had it. Uh, the Bills minus 6.5. They won by 40. Bills, Broncos under 50. Bills hit it by themselves damn near. They might have actually really hit it by themselves. I don't remember. I think they had 40-something, so didn't hit that. 49ers minus three. Nick Mullins blew it with a chance to go down and take the lead. Steelers minus 11.5, the most overrated team in the league. Just lost to the Bengals by 10. They're frauds. Big Ben, hang it up. Two and three on the week for me. Nick had the Buccaneers minus six. I know you weren't happy about that (laughs) one. (laughs) Yeah, bad, bad officiating. Questionable spot. Is it rigged? The only thing that rigged. didn't make me more mad about this game was that I kind of felt like if Tampa was short that they were going to go for it and try to end the game like that. Yeah, which they probably would have got it. Um, but you were on the Chargers plus three and a half as well, and then you were on the Saints plus three. That was a push, um, which we already broke that down. So that brought me to two and three on the weekend, you to one, one, and one. Overall, we're sitting at me – 35, 31, and 1, and you at a very respectable 32, 22, and 1. Collectively, Big Easy Bets is 40, 33, and 2 in the NFL. So this week, like I said, no Thursday game, but Christmas Day game. We got the Saints taking on the Vikings. Saints minus 7-point favorites. Um, There's nothing more that I want for Christmas than the Saints to lock up the division in the Vikings' playoff chances and send a message to the league that we're coming and we're back on track. I'm going to take the Saints minus seven on Christmas. Are you on this one? No. No? I figured this constituted as the Thursday game. What? <laughs> I'm on... Um, Why would you not take it? You don't think that we're going to go out and smack them around? I have no idea. I think we will. I hope I'm right. Um. All right. Well, next one I'm taking then. Dolphins minus three over the Raiders. You don't like it? I'm on the Raiders. Are you really? Why is that? You've been big on the Dolphins all year. Yeah, they're a little banged up. You think the Raiders because they're fighting for a playoff spot? I mean, they're trying, but... um, I mean, they can still get in, can't they? Yeah, but they would need to win this game would be huge because Miami's also fighting for a playoff spot as mm-hmm. a wild card. Um, yeah, I've read some. They could be the first team in 20 years to make the playoffs and get a top three pick. Yeah. I don't know how it would work out that way necessarily. Maybe they have yeah, somebody else or something. Yeah. Is it Miami? Yeah. Yeah, Miami traded their whole team away, remember? They were like clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone thought they were Minka, tanking Minka for Fitzpatrick. two. Yeah. And um, Turns they out. weren't. Their coach is really good and has got <laughs> all, rid of all the cancer, and now they're winning games. Yep. Um. So you're on the Raiders. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to roll with Tua. Um, it's just that, like, they Miami doesn't score that much. Yeah. So, I mean, look, their defense isn't banged up, but their offense is. I mean, that's a reason why they're not scoring as many points. But So what's the deal with Derek Carr? Is it Mariota time? Is he is it a car still injured? What I mean, that just happened on Thursday. What do you mean? Yeah, what happened to him? I want to say he, like, tore his groin. Yeah, well, I'm going with Mariota anyway. <laughs> Mariota came in and did well. He did do well. I was I was impressed. Um, I missed that part of the game. Did you? Yeah. That's <laughs> like the most critical part. Um, yeah, no, I'm rolling with the Dolphins. I do remember, like, I remember him getting hurt. I didn't know how serious it was. He may be back. I feel like I'm expecting, judging by the way it looked, it didn't look good. Um, I'm expecting Mariota to probably suit up for him, and I don't like Mariota, even though he did look good. 
Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins. So, also, I'm going to take the Chargers minus three over the Broncos. I think the Chargers um, moving in the right direction last week. They've been very close to winning quite a few games this year. Anthony Lynn has deliberately tried to mess that up, and he's done a good job of it. Uh, Justin Herbert's very, very good. He's a damn good quarterback. Um, I think they keep moving in the right direction. They're building on – they've got their foundation. They're going to continue to build on it. I'm taking the Chargers uh, minus three. Are you on this Again, one? Again, two. Broncos. No, I'm not on that one. Okay. What's your next one? I'm going um, Seahawks, Rams, and I'm going with uh, Seahawks minus one and a half. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about this. Um, very inconsistent, uh, the Rams. Very inconsistent. Just lost to the Jets. It's the first time in history that people are furious that their team won a game. Um, Jets might have just lost their chances in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Um, Which isn't a big deal in my opinion. Yeah, but... If you pick Zach Wilson. Yeah, I know. They'll probably go Justin Fields. Yeah, that would be a mistake, but... Who's picking four? I don't know. There, I've been seeing a bunch of Three will be the Bengals. A bunch of mock um, things. You know, you got the Patriots who aren't winning games. Um, well, one will be the Jets or or Jacksonville. Two will be the Jets, or vice versa. So Lawrence and Lawrence and um Justin Fields probably one and two. Three will be the Bengals. They'll take an O lineman, probably the guy out of Oregon. Um, and then four would be who? Somebody from the NFC East. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Lions aren't very good. I don't think it would be the Lions. They though. only have five wins. Yeah, it wouldn't be the Lions. There's other worse teams than that. I don't know. Um, Panthers are four and ten. There was a, I saw a mock draft showing the Panthers picking um, Zach Wilson. Yeah, maybe at four. So, yeah. Really? But what does that mean for Teddy? Teddy just got paid. I mean, let's be honest. He's decent, but... um. Ben, I said it. They could be a the lot whole- better with... With Zach Wilson. I said it the whole time. Teddy's not that good. Um, My final pick is going to be rolling with the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts, NFC East matchup, taking on the Cowboys, minus two-and-a-half point favorites. The team is rallying around Jalen Hurts. He played very well against Arizona, Um, and I'm going to roll with him. There's nothing like some good quarterback controversy. Um, Dallas actually didn't play terrible. Um, I mean, really the last couple weeks, but they're coming off of a win over San Francisco. They're coming off of a very decisive win over uh, maybe a better than we thought Cincinnati Bengals team that just beat down Pittsburgh. Um, But so Dallas is training in the right direction, but I feel like Hurts is probably – I don't know. I'm buying into the hype. Maybe it's because I got his cards and I want him to do well. Don't know. But I'm taking Jalen Hurts in the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Minus two and a half. Yeah, what's up with Zeke? I don't know, dude. That whole team is just a debacle. Yeah, they're playing. They're getting ready for next year. Yeah, and that's what I kind of I kind of do feel like that. So With the Eagles, I mean, really all these teams have, had a, have a chance to try to win this division because they all suck so bad. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So, are you on any more games? No. No. Okay. Well, to recap, Christmas Day. Wait, wait, wait. What? I don't think I mentioned this one. San Francisco at Arizona. Yeah, you did not. I'm going with. <laughs> the funny thing is, is this is both of these teams' home stadium. Now. Yeah, because San Francisco can't play in California right now. But I'm going with the under forty nine. Okay. All right. I might add some stuff. Uh, which will be on Twitter throughout the week. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I got to look into it. Um, if I see something else that I like, I'll add it. So to recap, Christmas Day, I got the Saints minus seven. Um, it's all I want for Christmas. Saints win. Decisive win. Uh, Dolphins minus three. Chargers minus three. And Eagles minus two and a half. You can go ahead and recap yours. I have San Francisco 49ers at Arizona Cardinals under 49. I have Raiders plus three, and I have the Seahawks minus one and a half. Okay. Um, You got anything to say before we go? Nope. 
All right, that'll do it. Episode 68 of Big Easy Bets. Got you our, uh, give you our college bowl games. We're going to pick all the bowl games this year, just like we did last year. And then there is our NFL picks for this week. Um, I mean, we are very, very near the end of uh, of the season. It's weird. It's flying by. It feels like it's flying by big time. So, But episode 68 uh, brought to you by Vigit. Go use the uh, promo code Big Easy Bets. A thousand big coins off the bat. You can win real money without risking a dime. So that'll do it. That'll wrap it up. Y'all have a good one. Who dat?